Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, September 28, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? The first thing we're going to do is review the daily chart. We're going to give the assessment of both sides of the situation, what's happening at present. We'll review the different schematics that we laid out this week. And let me remind you that this is the week that we were looking for some kind of a short-term slash temporary low in the tape. So far, and the week's not over yet, but it's working out that way. They made a new low yesterday below the June low, but what they didn't do, and we must always look at both sides of the tape, we're the umpire calling balls and strikes. What they didn't do is touch the 200-week moving average that we've had our eye on. This is more of a fake-out type operation. They do these things all the time. They're going to come back down and go below that price. The question is, Do they bounce a lot higher first and come down with more velocity, or was this a one-day wonder? Again, let's look at both sides of the equation. The Bulls on offense would want to run the tape up a little bit farther at minimum to A, fill a gap that's unfinished business. It's slightly north of 374. We'll say 374 to 375 is that gap. 377 to 377.50 is also an area that they can run up to on this move if we have what's called follow-through. Follow-through, if they're going to do it, would occur tomorrow and potentially beyond. If we see follow-through tomorrow, they're going to fill the gap above 374, and then all of a sudden, 377 to 377.50 is squarely on the table. So now let's get a little bit granular to understand what I'm looking at on the daily chart. First, the gap we're talking about really is 374.22. Now let's say they have another good day and they get up into that gap. They don't just get rejected, but they start pushing through. Well, then all of a sudden, we have one of these big-time breakdown candles. Well, in a sense, if they start to get into that candle, then the area around 380 becomes magnetic. Getting into that candle is one thing. Talking about it is one thing. Actually getting price to get in there and stay in there, close hourly above there, and then have a daily close in there. And what I'm talking about is above the low, get into that candle. If they can't get into that candle, they'll be summarily rejected. If they can get into that candle, there are higher numbers such as 378.50, 380. These numbers will also be on the table if they can get in there. It's a big if. We're just projecting a little bit. It's how you come to the game with the pregame warm-up routine already done. What about the other side? What happens if we wake up to a gap down and they're killing the tape and they're headed lower? Well, they're going to go below yesterday's low, and if they do... That's the thing that opens the door for the 200-period moving average from the monthly chart. They'll get into 357, 358, into that neighborhood, and then we make our assessment from an intraday basis from there. 
The interesting thing is they could have done all that yesterday. Instead, they turned around, they didn't do it, and they had follow-through back in the northern direction today. Again, I said this before, I'm going to say it again because I think it's worth it. This is one of these fake-out operations. They're trying to suck in some bulls to the market, get the media bullish. The media will get the individual investor bullish, the individual trader who's unassuming bullish. Buying begets buying. They'll squeeze them up a little bit, and then all of a sudden you find yourself at a nice juicy area of overhead resistance for the next short trade. I want to give you an example. We're moving over to the USO, which is one of these exchange-traded proxies for crude oil. doesn't track it exactly, but it does an okay job, and I use okay loosely. What you see here is a line across the screen at 65. Why is that there? That's where we bought USO for the lazy swing trader yesterday. This is a weekly chart. doesn't look like much, but here's what I want to show you. It's the 200-week moving average. You'll notice how they came into it, they spiked it through, and they reversed back up in the other direction. Whether or not they finish on the highs this week remains an open mystery. It's only Wednesday, but this is what I'm trying to explain what they didn't do in the SPY from a weekly perspective with the same 200 period moving average. Here's an hourly chart. Nice trade for the folks that followed me into the USO yesterday. We're nicely in the money. And here goes that sniper thing again. You pick your spots, you act as a sniper, you take a hit and run, and you go about your business onto the next trade. You're waiting in the bushes for the next target. That's the way this business works. Back to the SPY, again, talking both sides of the tape, let's make mention of what they're actually doing here. We talked about what they could do. They could go higher with some follow-through, and they could give it up and go lower, but what are they actually doing? We take what they're doing right now at face value because that's all we have. Right now, they're still making a bearish, flaggish pattern near the lows. Until or unless they break out and start closing the gap and getting above some other prices, that's what's going on here. So here, the high over here was 370.62. Now, they spiked it today, and inside the numbers will be extremely familiar with that number. They spiked it today, yet they closed below it. There are no accidents or coincidences. They're trading slightly above it in the aftermarket session, Maybe they gap them up tomorrow, we don't know, but they did not close above that number on today's close. They need to clear that 370.62 on close in order to get the next leg higher moving. Not to say we can't get a visit from the thieves in the night and then you find yourself with a gap up tomorrow and they took it away from you in the overnight session by gapping the market up several points by the opening bell. That happens too in both directions. We call that the thieves in the night. We have the thieves in the morning, the thieves in the aftermarket. We have a Cosa Nostra of thieves. While we wrap up the S&P 500, we'll take a look at the monthly chart and you'll see we're a little bit of a distance away from the 50-month moving average. They're going to hit that eventually, but here's an interesting thing. So let's keep our eye on the close of September. That happens to be two days from now on Friday. Do they close September above or below the low of this breakup candle? 371.04 is the low. It's an important spot, 
and we're going to watch that spot over the next couple of days, see if they trade away from it in either direction by the close of business on Friday. Write this one down, put it on a sticky note. Closing the month below that price is a significantly more negative development than closing above. Closing above isn't an all-out bullish thing, but they can certainly bounce the tape a little bit more if they do. In the end, they're still coming back down more later. Either way, any way you want to look at it. How about inside the numbers? You're going to want to pay attention today, get out your sticky notes. There are several things in here that produced profitable trades. There was something for everybody. Long side, short side, stocks on the move, something for everyone. It's hump day at zero dark 30, featured some red on the screen, an attempt by the overnight crew, also known as Thieves in the Night, to take matters into their own hands. They made an attempt down at the weekly 200 period moving average, and we think better in pictures, this includes the pre-market data, the low was 358.72, not quite to 358. That moving average is slightly above 358, they still came close, but no cigar. Fake out operation. It was the place we've discussed all week. So here's the way this one works today. 360.87 is yesterday's low. They've already been well below that in the pre-market. Fighting it is normal garden variety bull bear battle behavior. Getting below and closing candles below looks like this. First, they spiked 360, which could produce another bull bear battle. However, they came close or came up short yesterday so it's unreliable. They did the come up short thing. So after giving up, and this is if they were to go down, after giving up 360, it's off to 358.20, which is where the moving average was. And then there was some unfinished business down, 357.50, it remains unfinished business. What about the flip side? If they run a rescue operation, only getting above 365 on candle closes will spark interest from the long side traders for another leg higher. Sit on that for a moment. 365, put it on your sticky note. Again, we think better in picture, so let's get our faculties with the five minute chart. Right of the vertical is today's activity. Opening print was below 364.38, below 365, they sell off a little bit. They pop them up to run some tests at 365. We know it's important because why? Because we wrote it early in the morning, and we said, and you'll see where it became the pivot quite shortly after the opening bell or before the opening bell. But you can see where they run the tests, and once they get above, that was it. That's all she wrote. They never looked back. Let's scroll up, see what else we have as the day gets underway. So they ran a morning rescue to where? 8.45. How about 3.65? So now the writing's on the wall. We already see what the pivot's going to be and it helps to confirm the importance of that spot. It's the one that creates another leg higher if they can get above and stay there, which absolutely happened. For now, unless they're far away by the open, 365 is our early pivot. You have to know the pivot every single day. What's above 365 that's magnetic and overhead resistance? 366.85 and then 368 and change. Pre-game warm-up routine, half an hour before the market is even opened for business. Keep in mind, doesn't seem like much when I'm reading it, but this is 20 to 30 S&P handles, and they did more. 
Back to the pictures, and there it is. 366.85 was a target. They hit it, pulled back a little bit, fought it for a while, then went to the next place. Where was that? 368. How did we know that? Because it was on the board. What happened when they hit that? Overhead resistance place. They went right back to the other one, 366.85. That's the way this works. Then, if you just think in terms of logical stuff, if they get above 368 and stay there, what's going to happen? They're going to go to the next spot. You'll see the next spot later in the notes, but this is the way it worked. We're moving along. Then we got granular after the opening bell. The gap from yesterday was 363.40. If they stay above, the door is open for 365. That's one leg of the thing. Then if they can get above 365, that's the next leg of the thing. Pause the video. Read the notes. Go back to the charts to double check the work. This is your tour guide information each and every day. By 9.50, they're working on it. 364 high against 365. Not good enough. Above the gap, above 363.40, and they should do it at least. We're moving along. So now they start hovering. They're hovering just under 365. That's more evidence that's building. They are positioning for a move higher than that. That was 10 o'clock this morning. What happened all day? They climbed higher. Tour guide. By 10.01, there's your full Monty. They did the thing. Now, how do we gauge 365? Well, it's either going to be a test and they go back down or they're going to get above. It's an important spot. So first, they're running a test. But if they can get above, that tells us there's another leg higher coming. Read the notes. Go back to the charts to double check the work. 1028. If they get to 366.80 in a hurry formation, meaning get there fast, they'll likely have a reaction in the other direction. Trader's choice on the short. Wasn't for me at the time, but that's okay. It's for other people. You don't have to take every trade. Certain traders are more comfortable with certain trades. Here's a three-minute chart. Just want to show you the reaction from 366.85. Down here, 366.16. That's a scalp trade. That counts. That's five, six S&P handles in a flash. We're moving along. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double-check the work. We'll circle back to stocks on the move in a little while. Had a nice trade in Apple today. The rest of the information here is the what-ifs. And we know we have that important number on the screen, 370.62. We talked about that yesterday. You get above that and they start to get into no man's land and the door is open for 374 and a quarter, give or take, or even higher. It's just not necessarily all in one bite. We only had one trade that hit its entry objective today. That was Apple. Most everything pretty much took off right out of the gate. That's what happens when the market takes off. It's a rising tide lifts all boats type of circumstance. Here's Apple. 145.50 was our number today. They came into it. They spiked it by a few pennies. They turned around and went back in the other direction, finishing the day with a quick spike of 150 and a slight pullback. Not bad for a day's work. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Nice big healthy update for them, up 3%. And by the way, back to inside the numbers, check this out at 9.43. IWM and the transports are both positive. Again, my two favorite market leading indicators of note. What that's telling you is that as long as they stay positive, the odds are not that the market is going to turn around and collapse, but the odds are that the market is going to stay rather healthy and strong while that's taking place. 
We use these things as a guideline, not something to trade directly from. We had other information, other evidence of what was going on in the S&P. We're using this as an adjunct thing. It pays to be inside the numbers. There's no doubt about it. So here, the IWM has a gap to be filled. The gap is at 171.39. Today's high is 170.99. Could they have gone up another 40 cents to fill that gap? And the answer is, of course, they could have. They didn't. They will fill the gap. That's just what markets do. The trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew shows up, and they decide to play some fun games with traders. Up 3% against the SPY that was up about 2% today. Favorite market leading indicator, significantly better up day leading the tape. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Same routine. Big up day, up 2.5% leading the thing. That's my second favorite leading indicator, but a number one canary in the coal mine. Where do they want to actually get back to? A minimum of 12.8, but they'll have to get above 12.6 and change in order to do that. This breakdown candle high, 12,612.91, and then they really want to get to 12.8 or so. Remember, all these are bounces in a downtrend until or unless something materially changes with the market. The trend is your friend, and she is the dominant thing. The trend is the dominatrix. Cues, same routine, trying to carve out a low over here, still making a bearish pattern, so we have to look at both sides of the tape. Do they want to go and fill gaps? Yeah, they filled this one. They already did that. There's another one up here. I believe it's some unfinished business. Closing price, 283.56. High in this candle, 283.03. There is unfinished business up there that will be magnetic as price gets closer and closer. But keep in mind, it's all the same market. If you wake up tomorrow to a gap down, everything's going to be trading down. You wake up on Thursday to a gap higher, everything's going to be trading higher. That's the way this works. It is a relief rally slash DCB. All the same market. XLF, the financials, made a new low yesterday. Nice little day today. Again, Same routine, just followed the S&P up about 2%. Smash Mouth, same routine, making a bearish pattern. If they can get up and go, there's two numbers. It's 195, and then they'll spike above 200. That's basically the ball game. Until or unless they can recapture the 20-period moving average and some other stuff slightly north of 200 and the 20-period moving average, then the trend is going to be remaining downward. It's a bounce in a downtrend. Nothing more, nothing less. We'll be looking for the next short trade. Meanwhile, we'll make some money on the long side with other stuff. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense market analysis.